0: Good evening, and welcome to the Braille Institute of America's Braille Challenge 2015 Award Ceremony. This live broadcast is brought to you by Ayers LA and will be available as a podcast on our website, www.airsla.org. I'm Max Flehinger.
1: And I'm Terry Grossman, and we are here at the... Universal Hilton Hotel in Los Angeles for a dinner and ceremony at which the winners in each student category of the Braille Challenge will be presented with their awards. In addition, the Teacher of the Year will be honored. For those of you who are new to this event, the Braille Challenge is unique. A competition among blind students, grades 1 through 12, from every part of the United States and from Canada, testing their skills in all aspects of Braille, spelling, reading comprehension, proofreading, speed and accuracy, and charts and graphs. It is a two-stage contest. The first or regional stage is held from January through March in various areas of the United States and Canada.
0: Winners in each region are then invited to participate in the final round of competition, which was held here today in Los Angeles at the headquarters of the Braille Institute of America, with the overall winners in each category being honored this evening. Categories are apprentice grades one and two, freshman grades three and four, sophomore grades five and six, junior varsity grades seven, eight and nine, varsity grades 10, 11, and 12. The tests become increasingly difficult at each higher category level.
1: The purpose of the Braille Challenge is to encourage students to improve their Braille reading and writing skills. The first challenge was held in 2000 in the Braille Institute's regional center in Anaheim, California, and was limited to students in grade 1 through 12 in, from Southern California. In 2001, the Braille Institute invited agencies from other areas to send contestants from their local competition to a final challenge in San Diego. In 2003, a Braille Challenge Advisory Committee was formed, and the preliminary round of the challenge was restructured to be open to all kids from the U.S. and Canada.
0: That 2003 Braille Challenge became a huge success, with nearly 240 students from 28 states and four Canadian provinces participating in the first round, and 55 finalists competing for the top titles. The number of participants has increased every year since then, with 60 finalists, 12 in each category, here in Los Angeles today. They, the finalists, are winners of 46 regional competitions administered by hundreds of teachers and many different agencies across 29 states in the United States and in British Columbia, Canada, that hosted their own Braille Challenge event for up to 40 students at once. 1,100 students participated this year.
2: 15
3: Braille Challenge finalists, families, Teacher of the Year, volunteers, donors, staff, and other special guests to our 15th anniversary Braille Challenge Awards Banquet. And yes, many of you do recognize me because capital I am the capital voice of the capital braille, capital challenge. Period. New line, new paragraph. But no more tests. We have a special program tonight out here in space. But first, I want to describe this exciting galaxy we are in. There are about 400 people here tonight, dressed to impress, looking sharp as a meteor. Each round table seats 10 and is draped with a black fabric. In the center is a stand with 10 cupcakes surrounded by lights and sparkling moon rocks on the bottom. But don't forget, you must eat all your vegetables before having that cupcake. I had a salad. Does that count? Now, as you walk in the main entrance, as you walked in, a long red carpet stretches from the back of the room all the way to our stage, where a ramp serves as the entrance to our on-stage spaceship known as the Braille Challenge Odyssey. Along each side of the red carpet are eight-foot-tall pillars that glow makes it very futuristic. On our stage, in addition to our perpetual trophy case and see-through clear uh, podium, our entertainment tonight, and you just heard them at the beginning, is 44B. Now, they are a uh, smooth and soulful, I thought so, and feel-good a cappella choir. They recently competed in the National Harmony Sweepstakes And are the 2014 Los Angeles Regional Harmony Sweepstakes Champions. They will entertain us again later in the program. Right now they're sitting up near the stage and they have, uh, they have, uh, cordless space mics. Now, the entire uh, perimeter, or I should say, over on the sides of this room are contestant photos and bios, alongside with tactile portraits and brailled bios. So students are able to touch and feel their tactile portraits to understand details of their faces based on the accompanying photos. And as I understand it, each contestant gets to take theirs home with them tonight. Now, we're thrilled not only to have you here, but to celebrate all 60 finalists and their Braille Challenge missions.
1: So enjoy the rest of your dinner, and the program will continue. Okay. The winners in each category of today's student competition will be recognized and given an award and prizes at this dinner. In addition, one of nine nominees from all over the country will receive the prestigious Teacher of the Year Award. In addition... A Teacher of the Year selected from Teachers from the Blind from all sections of the U.S. will receive an award. And that's what's creating the buzz and excitement here this evening at the 2015 Braille Challenge. Excitement among contestants, among their families and friends, and among all the attendees here at the Universal Hilton Hotel in Los Angeles. The evening begins with dinner, which will be followed by the program.
3: Everyone, please grab onto your seats for the launching of the Braille Challenge Odyssey in 5, 4, Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, finalists, aliens and astronauts, please help me in welcoming for a second year in a row our Master of Ceremonies direct from the live anchor desk at NBC Four Studios, our favorite LA anchor, Mr. Robert Kavase. <laughs>
4: 2015
5: I like that entrance movement. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Yes, thank you for having me back year two, and it's an honor to be here. I have been looking forward to this night since I saw you last year, and it is beyond a privilege to be in this room with so many of you. So enjoy your dinner. Enjoy what's going to be an extraordinary program. And enjoy this night as we celebrate 15 years of Braille literacy. How about that? Round of applause. <laughs> That's 44B, by the way. How about a round of applause for them? I found out that they're called 44B because you all live together. Is that right? That's one big apartment. Room 44B. More stories from them later, I think. But the reason why we are here tonight on this very special evening, the 15th Annual Braille Challenge Finals Award Banquet, is because of the beautiful people I'm looking at that are filling this ballroom here tonight in Universal City. It is the people, thanks to their tremendous hard work and their perseverance, that make you our brilliant finalists. And you have accomplished so much to be here tonight that that alone is just an unbelievable accomplishment to have you here among us. So congratulations to our finalists. We are here to celebrate you. We are celebrating our contestants, their families, the teachers of the visually impaired, our transcribers, our regional coordinators, our volunteers, and of course, the donors that we have here, the donors who help keep this program so very successful. So this is going to be an unforgettable night on this special 15-year celebration. And one of the reasons that it's going to be unforgettable for me is that your favorite station here in Los Angeles, NBC4, we've always given a scholarship at this event year after year. This is something that we love to do because we believe in this program and we believe in all of you. But this year, I am thrilled to tell you that NBC4 will be giving away two awards this evening. And I'm sorry, what station was that? Was it NBC4, yes. Okay, now before we get started, a few little notes here that it's important because so many of you have traveled from across the country and we want the opportunity for people to know what you're doing right now at this moment. So don't forget that tonight's show is being streamed live on the Braille Institute YouTube channel. We also want to welcome Ayers LA, the audio internet reading service of Los Angeles. They are going to be podcasting our event so your fans back at home can listen to the show with commentary and description on AIRS LA Stream. I think they're complimenting my suit and my tie right now, right? <laughs> so so just take note, everyone, To you want to go to www.airs-la.org. No, no, no. And then finally, in case you weren't aware tonight, we are very socially media conscientious, yes, we are, we keep, we keep up. We tweet, we Facebook, and we are doing it right now. So please remind your friends at home to give you a personal shout out because you deserve it. And that's an easy thing to do. All they need to do is go to at so that's short for Braille Institute, and hashtag BrailleChallenge. That's all you need to do. And in case you want to say hello to me, you can always say, Hi, Robert, at Robert NBC LA. So, what do you think about that? Are we ready now to get this show on the road? And now all across the country? So, the way to get things started this evening, the only way to get things started this evening, is to bring someone directly from the Braille Institute's mission control. And this is the man in charge. Please, put your hands together and join me in welcoming on our stage this evening our very first speaker, the one and only president of the Braille Institute, Mr. Peter Mendnick.
6: How's everybody doing tonight? You know, I have had my shades on all day since Anita told me to put them on because it's too bright everywhere I go within Braille Institute. Your futures are too bright. Your smiles are too bright. Your beautiful families are too bright. I don't know, it's a little bit darker in here. You think it's okay if I take these things off now? You sure? <laughs> I have to take these off actually <laughs> so, I, so I can read a little bit here. But I want to thank you Robert for being here again this year. Thank you. Robert has helped raise our game in terms of putting on this performance and he has our students and others have just been talking and talking from last year the masterful job that you did as an MC and I am greatly relieved when I saw him earlier this evening I said, "I am now able to relax because we are again in the hands of a true professional." So thank you sir. So, coming in here, I was confronted by Iron Man, and I must say that I'm a big fan of Iron Man, as is my daughter who is with me tonight, and I've thought many times, and I'm also a big fan of Batman, I understand he was here also uh, for the party last night, I've kind of wondered, what would happen if Batman and Iron Man got into a fight? Something to think about, Uh, but uh, I've thought about the number of uh, many, 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 many times, Um, So how many people were able to meet Iron Man this evening? Let me see your hands. Anybody? Okay. And how about Batman last night? Well, did you know that Iron Man once said, you have three choices in life. You can give up, you can give in, or you can give it everything you've got. And we all know what choice our finalists have made by virtue of the performance that they've put on today. Every one of our Braille Challenge finalists has given their all to be here tonight. Each one of you is amazing and should be applauded for participating in the Braille Challenge, many of you for, you know, a number of times, and making it all the way here to Los Angeles. Clearly, clearly you are the cream of the crop, the best of the best, In fact, you are all superheroes of this competition. You have taken on the Braille Challenge and succeeded. And it doesn't matter whether you win another award here tonight because the fact is you have performed by setting a goal, sticking with the work, and most importantly, finished the job. And in that regard, and in that regard, You have already won the prize, and your family and friends are here this evening to celebrate those accomplishments. So clearly, and I was commenting about this at our table, clearly we have another incredibly talented group of individuals, of contestants here. And I'm going to give you a little bit of data to prove that point, so put on your seatbelts and listen up. We have the star of a national TV commercial here tonight. We have more than uh, more than seven of you are members of the National Honor Society. Collectively, you speak languages including German, Spanish, Latin, Cherokee, Nepali, and Japanese. Wow. We have a four-time medalist from the Blind Olympics, <clears throat> and we have award-winning writers singers, pianists, flautists, and violinists. We also have students of the year, campers of the year, and even experts in Taekwondo. And also for the first time, we have 16 first-time Braille finalists. This year, more than 1,100 students from around the country and, and uh, the British Columbia uh, competed in 46 regional events, and the finalists here tonight represent 29 states, and also I believe we have three finalists from British Columbia as well. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I love I love hearing that uh, Canadian national anthem. I always feel like I'm at a hockey game when I hear it, but it's a beautiful, beautiful anthem for sure. Uh, but this event is really much bigger than just the finals competition and everything you see here tonight. It really just represents the culmination of the work of nearly 6,000 people over the past few months across the country in British Columbia. That includes students, teachers, administrators, parents, and community leaders who all believe in you and what you will accomplish in your lives. And that is the real heart of the Braille Challenge. It's about our communities coming together in these events to create amazing day-long regional competitions and using exams crafted by our dedicated content development team. Plus the regional coordinators have done an amazing job. So let's just pause and stop and give a great round of applause for everybody that has helped make this happen. (laughs) And for all of this amazing work, we have a number of people to thank. Not too long a list, but we really do have to uh, say thank you to a number of people. Uh, First, I want to thank some of our donors that are here this evening who have provided the financial resources for tonight, Uh, and this support has really supported the year-long activities of the Braille Challenge 2015, and without without them, there would be no Braille uh, regional competitions, no standard tests, and certainly no Braille Challenge finals, and this event capping things off. So some of those donors are here, and I would like to introduce them, and I would ask them when I speak your name to please rise and be recognized. Leading off, Dot and Rick Nelson. The list is too long to capture everything that this family has done for Braille Institute and for this event, so thank you very much. Now we have Mr. Mark Ng. Where is Mark? Right over there. Thank you, Mark. Another Important donor is City National Bank, represented by Carolyn Rodriguez. And where are you, Carolyn? Here she is, right here. Thank you, Carolyn. And here's a woman that I love seeing. I see her many times a year. She drives all the way up from San Diego, and she just invited me to have lunch with her the next time I'm in San Diego. Mary Burson. Another important donor representing uh, the Dockweiler Foundation. This, uh, Carol is also one of our board of directors. Carol Crahan. <laughs> Carol, Carol was stuck in some traffic getting down here. It took her about four hours to get here from Santa Barbara. So I've been on that drive, so I know what that's like. Uh, Mary Jo and Gerald Brown. Where are you? There's another gentleman who is a volunteer, has been uh, a true partner for this organization for decades, the one and only Palmer Langdon. (laughs) And finally, Hal and Joy Rattray. Hal and Joy. I would also like to acknowledge Toya Bruce, who we met at an earlier reception from Humanware. And Humanware is the the company that is our major prize sponsor. And tonight they're providing Braille note takers to all of our first place winners and to our Braille Teacher of the Year. So, Toya, please stand and be recognized. And, of of course, we cannot um, forget our media sponsor here, NBC4, who is... Presenting, as uh, Robert mentioned, two awards this evening, one for spelling, one for comprehension. And I've already given out the blessing to Robert Kovacic, and I'm so glad he's here again tonight. Uh, also wanted to repre- uh, recognize a few special guests who have joined us uh, for the evening. Uh, the first is Carl Augusto, and Carl is the President and Chief Executive Officer of American Foundation for the Blind. He's a great leader in our field and a great friend of this organization. Carl? Plus, we have a number of our Braille Institute board members here this evening, a very critical part of our organization. Um, First, we have George Thomas, who is the chairman of our board, and his wife, Wendy, sitting right over there. Thank you. I see a lot of George, I'll tell you. We get together, it seems like, almost every week multiple times, and it's been so much fun working with him. We also have our prior board chairman, Les Sussman, and his wife, Linda, with us tonight. Then there's John Nguanis and his wife, Didi, As well as Mr. Michael Corley. Where is Michael? There he is. And Carol Crahan, I introduced earlier. So thank you all for supporting us so, so much. So as many of you know, on a daily basis, we provide a broad range of free services to people with vision loss of all ages. Among those services, we have an intense focus on technology and digital literacy. We believe that both through mainstream technology like iPads, iPhones, and other mobile devices, we can create and support new communities of individuals just like all of you that are competing here in the challenge. Today we see how the Braille Challenge has become an opportunity to create new friendships, relationships across North America and up into the uh, continent of Canada. We hear that many of you continue to keep in touch with us through Facebook, Twitter, and texting so that you can maintain these relationships. And it's one of our goals going forward to find more ways to knit together this community of learners, uh, both current and former Braille Challenge participants into an alumni network. Last year we challenged uh, each of you to go back to your communities and talk and tell at least three people where you live about the Braille Challenge. And this year, we want to do the same thing because you can help people understand what it means to live and thrive with vision loss. Also, you can be an example to others to motivate them to work hard, and, yes, inspire them to follow in your footsteps to someday compete here at the Braille Challenge. We all need role models in our lives. Every single one of us have have them, family members, teachers, whatever, each one of you is a role model for what you've already accomplished and never underestimate the positive impact you can have on the world around you. And to prove this point, later this evening, we, we will be introducing a special guest, uh, the young woman who won the varsity competition the first Braille Challenge 15 years ago. Natalie Castro will be here. I visited with Natalie yesterday in my office and she is one young and impressive young woman. So in closing, I must thank, almost save the best for last, I've gotta thank the incredible Braille Institute team for putting on this event yet again. There are hundreds of hours that go into this event um, to make this weekend possible. And our team every year just rocks the house to make this happen for all of you. This year the team was led by Sergio Oliva and Marie Saldivar, please stand. Where's Marie? Right here. On behalf, on behalf of everybody at Braille Institute, I hope you have a wonderful evening. We have a lot of great things planned. Just enjoy the friends, the fun, and food here this evening. Thank you.
5: Our president, ladies and gentlemen, another round of applause for Peter Bending. El Presidente, right? Did someone say someone in this room spoke Cherokee? So let me know how to say that later, President, in Cherokee. So I want to talk to our finalists for a minute. Now, you are all far smarter than I could ever be, and you're all way too impressive. And as our President told us, who's going to give me his sunglasses later, you are all winners. But, I have this feeling I know what you are thinking. It's time to give out some awards, right? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's do it! But I can't do it alone. Not quite yet. So, with that said, we are going to hand out our very first award for this evening. And we are gonna start with our third place winners. So please note that if your name is called tonight, remain standing at your table, and our wonderful youth team will bring your picture and your award right to you. By the way, congratulations. Okay, but I need a little help here. So to introduce our third place winners, please welcome to the stage She has a long title, so give me a second. The Director of Field Services for the American Printing House for the Blind and a Braille Challenge National Advisory Committee member, Janie Bloom. Uh, Janie has envelopes, everybody. Here we go.
7: (laughs) Good evening. Thank you to everyone for being here tonight. I am um, a member of the Braille Challenge Advisory Committee and also the coordinator for the Kentucky Regional Braille Challenge. Over the last several months, over 1,100 students competed across the United States and Canada, I'm out of breath, in regional events. On behalf of those students, their families, their teachers, and the hundreds of volunteers who participated in those events, I'd like to thank Braille Challenge, the Braille Institute, the donors, and the sponsors for making the Braille Challenge possible. You're making an impact in the lives of students in ways that you can't even imagine. We are very appreciative, and let's give a round of applause to Braille for making this happen. Now, my real job tonight is to announce the third place winners in each category. Please remember if I call your name to stay at your table and someone from the youth team will bring your award to you. You ready? Ready. Are you ready? In the apprentice category, third place winner is Emily Groves.
3: Groves is from Bettendorf, Iowa. She likes to write and sing. She also likes animals. She won a Braille writer after winning first place in the Iowa Braille Challenge Regional. She also played the key role in the recent national Comcast commercial titled Emily's Oz, which highlighted the new Xfinity talking guide for television. Congratulations, Emily.
7: And now, for our freshman third place winner, the winner is Jennifer (laughs) Kosunik.
3: Jennifer is from Bay Village, Ohio, she enjoys art and poetry and won a newspaper Christmas card contest. Jennifer wants to be a veterinarian when she grows up because she loves animals. Jennifer has participated in the Braille Challenge for two years, congrats Jennifer.
7: And now, sophomore third place winner,
3: Paige Drury. But bow, but From Glastonbury, Connecticut, this will be Paige Drury's third time at the National Braille Challenge Finals. This energetic and creative sixth grader has received a Golden Arrow Award at the U.S. Space Camp in Huntsville, Alabama. Paige has been reading Braille for almost nine years, and she says that when she grows up, she wants to be an author, a singer, a radio broadcaster, a teacher, or maybe a lawyer.
7: (laughs) And in junior varsity, third place winner is Mitchell Birdwell. uh, Birdwell, excuse me.
3: Mitchell Bridwell is from Pittsburgh, Indiana. This happy-go-lucky 14-year-old wants to one day be an app designer because he is a gamer and wants to make apps that are both useful and entertaining. His special achievements include winning first place in humorous interpretation at the North Central Association of Schools for the Blind Forensics Conference. And Mitchell has been featured in the University of Notre Dame's first-time fans documentary film series. He's a very loving 8th grader, enjoys water sports, water skiing, uh, wakeboarding, and tubing with his family. And this is his 6th year attending the Braille Challenge. And he's been a Braille reader for 9 years. Mitchell.
7: Mitchell. And finally, for our final 3rd place award in the varsity category, the winner is... Lauren Thompson.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Witty and positive 16-year-old. When she grows up, she wants to be a trauma psychologist or a hostage negotiator. She's on her school's honor roll, a member of the National Honor Society. She is also an Individual Speech All-State nominee and earned a Division I rating and second place award at a state drill team competition and a state marching band competition. Her favorite places to travel are London, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, England, and Paris. One day, Lauren hopes to be a famous comedian and has attended the Braille Challenge for 10 years and has been a Braille reader for 12.
7: Congratulations to all of our third-place winners.
5: Congratulations, indeed. Well done, third-place winners. Congratulations to you, Midwest in the house tonight. How about that? Lots of people. As a as a native Ohioan, I'm I'm very proud of, of you know our corn-fed people from the Midwest. So, but this is also now moving to one of my favorite awards of of this entire program. Uh, And it is time to recognize the dedication, the commitment, the extraordinary work of the TVIs all across the United States as well as Canada. Their commitment, their innovative ways, their expertise, their creativity, they get together and you all know this, they make the classroom fun. And they make the entire experience fun, and that is what they dedicate their lives doing, and that is why when I refer to the teachers of the visually impaired, it is so important that we recognize what they do, because they are not only an incredibly gifted bunch themselves, but they are also a lot of fun and they make learning a lot of fun. And it is a terrific, terrific time now for us to get together and honor one very specific teacher. So to introduce this year's Teacher of the Year, how about that? We're going to bring up a lady who needs no introduction. Please join me in welcoming the Associate Vice President of National Programs, Nancy Niebrugge.
8: Well, hello, challengers. It's another year. Does it go by fast? Sure does for us. Well, you know, when we thought, we were just about five years into the Braille Challenge, and we thought, you know, this award ceremony, it needs a way to really recognize the very professionals that make sure these kids learn what they need to learn and who and get them here. And so that's when we decided to conceive of our Teacher of the Year Award. Our National Advisory Committee, they're the ones that have to make this very hard choice, and I have to tell you, being part of that process every year, it's a toughie. But this year, I think we really have a standout. Patricia Leader is both a TVI and a certified O&M from the Cupertino School District in Northern California. Her students will tell you that what she does for them is she encourages independence, confidence, and self-advocacy. And we all know how important all that is. Her colleagues, they describe her as energetic and dedicated and not surprisingly, someone who puts her students on the top of her priority list. And let me tell you, it's a pretty impressive priority list. Pat's been not just one, but lead of several national organizations. And close to our heart, she's a member of our contest development team. I won't give away which one. You might try to bribe her. She also is um, a proctor at both the regional and national level, level of our Braille Challenge. She was co-nominated by the S- superintendent emeritus of the California School for the Blind, Stuart Wittenstein, and also with our spe- from our special guest today, president of AFB, Carl Augusto, who we're very pleased to be here in support of Pat this evening. Well, I could go on. There's lots more I could share with you about Pat, but I think we have a video that will say it best. So please, let's watch this video and get to know Pat Leader.
3: Logan Mashke is a student.
8: She is pretty awesome.
3: Pat Leader, 2015 Teacher of the Year, is a program specialist for the visually impaired in the Cupertino School District.
9: My main purpose for working with students is to to help them become the most independent that they can be and to teach them whatever skills they need to help them be independent in life.
3: Student Alexia Ariola.
9: Miss leader is
4: caring, kind, generous, and always willing
9: to help.
3: Student Jean Kim.
10: Uh, she helped me like learn the contractions, and she also got me a Braille note that I can practice at home with.
3: Leah Hansen is a specialized program assistant for the visually impaired.
7: Over the last couple years working with Pat, I've seen her excitement and her uh, interest in Braille, and it's encouraged me to uh, become more involved in learning Braille myself.
3: Marsha Hammond, a specialized program assistant for the visually impaired.
1: Pat gets involved in so many different things, and she teaches. She's a professor at the um, San Francisco State College University. She teaches there twice every semester, I think it is.
9: She teaches uh, Braille classes there maybe 15-20 years ago when I began to see that some of the textbooks that the students received did not have tactile graphics in them and I felt it was really important for them to have them along with their sighted peers and so I started to produce them and something that was really salient to me was when one of my students who actually is now in a master's program at Stanford and he, he came to me with this tactile graphic and said no one ever gave me these pictures and graphics before and he was just so excited to have them in his materials.
3: Tanuja Hegadi Pai, a specialized program assistant for the visually impaired.
1: She is always available to go on every single uh, field trip that the students go on.
3: Student Burhan Rajgara.
4: So she came with me to science camp, Angel Island, and she also helped me with the tests.
3: Rizwana Rajgara is Burhan's
2: mother.
4: I have always felt so uh, at like peace at heart to know that Miss Leader is there and that she would always anticipate what he needs.
3: Marietta Ariola is the mother of Alexia.
7: Pat has taught me um, and our family that um, having a child who is um, a blind is just um, just means raising um, the child differently. There are no limits to what the child can learn, um, what, what Alexi can learn.
3: Peter Mindnick, President Braille Institute.
6: On behalf of Braille Institute, I want to congratulate you, Pat, and say how honored we are to recognize you as our Teacher of the Year. Pat, you are a wonderful leader in our industry and an unwavering inspiration for your students and their families. Thank you from Braille Institute for bringing your creativity, ingenuity, and compassion to the blind and visually impaired community.
7: Thank you for being a good teacher. Congratulations, Pat. We love you, and it's been a blessing to be able to work with you. Thank you so much for helping me with everything.
3: Braille Institute, empowering visually impaired people to live fulfilling lives. Call 1-800-BRAILLE.
2: Please come up, st- up on the stage and uh, please help me welcome Pat Leader.
3: As Teacher of the Year, Pat Leader will receive the same prize package as our varsity contestants, a Braille Note Apex 32 from Humanware and Cash Award through the generosity of longtime Braille Institute supporters.
9: Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Braille Institute. I really want to honor Braille Institute for bestowing this distinguished honor upon me. I am thrilled and grateful to be a recipient of this award. You know, every year when I come to the Braille Challenge, I've seen the award winners and watch their videos, and and I've always been in in awe of these exceptional teachers, thinking that could never be me. But here I am, joining their ranks, and I guess my nominators, Mr. Carl Augusto and Dr. Stuart Wittenstein, thought I was worthy of this honor. I continue to be in awe. Thank you, Carl, for being here to share this moment with me. I also want to thank my family for their support, my daughter, Nicole, who's somewhere, I don't know where she went, my son, Andrew, uh, my son-in-law, Robbie, and my grandson, Cash. And also I have some former students here, uh, Michael Chang, who who we referred to in the video, and his family, um, Kong, his brother, John, his brother, and John's wife, um, Wynn, and his mother, Linda. And then also at another table back here is my student, Alexia, who was in the video, and her twin sister, Alicia, and her mom and dad, um, Mary, Marita, and Rick. And I'm just thrilled that all of my students came to support me. I applaud Braille Institute for establishing... <laughs> I applaud Braille Institute for establishing the Braille Challenge and for continuing to recognize the skills of students who use Braille. I first attended the Braille Challenge in 2003 to cheer on my student, Michael, and I continued to attend the annual event to to support Michael and then began to write questions and serve as a proctor. I love being involved with the Braille Challenge, honoring the skills of students from across North America, and helping to promote the knowledge of Braille throughout our communities. I relish working and developing questions that will challenge our contestants. It gets more difficult every year to find or write questions that will puzzle the students or at least make them approach the test or think twice about an answer. It's such a pleasure to see them approach the test with excitement and anticipation and then relief when it's over. It's fabulous to know that every student here is already a winner. All of you are winners because um, you come and you've won your competitions before you're here. All of you are winners because of the incredible skill you have with the Braille code and how you apply it um, for success in your life and your education. As I explained to my general education teachers, our students who learn Braille have a bigger challenge than their sighted peers. At a young age, not only must they learn the skill of reading and writing, but also basic Braille symbols, contractions, and the plethora of rules that accompany the code. As students progress through the curriculum and grades in school, add to that learning a math code, possibly a music code, computer, and maybe even foreign language. And now there's UEB. That's mind-boggling, but our students are awesome. They amaze me on a daily basis as they learn all of it. Braille is a skill that I learned in the university where I fell in love with the code. I now teach at San Francisco State University where I began my own journey with Braille. I delight in teaching braille to all students of all ages, but am most amazed each time a young child comes to me with no skills and ends the school year reading words and sentences, writing their name, and able to use contractions. Or the low vision print reader who has to uh, switch to using braille in transition. Or a child who can extract information from a tactile graph or a chart. These students understand meaning through their, their fingertips. After 37 years of teaching, I see, see Braille characters as words instead of separate symbols, but I still can't read it tactilely or with my fingers. I mentioned tactile graphics. This is a critical skill for Braille readers. It helps develop their tactile skills and increase their understanding of content in the curriculum. In the early 90s, I recognized that many of the standard Braille materials contained no raised-line drawings. I felt that this detracted from my students' educational development, and I began to ensure that their materials included accessible drawings and graphics. This takes extra work, but it's beneficial in the end. One of my favorite tools to help teach tactile graphics comes from Braille Institute. It's a small wood table with an insert. The insert is a tiny table um, that a teacher can show their students an actual table, and then they show them the toy table. And next, the toy table is inserted into a box with just a raised edge showing. I think you saw that on the video. I was showing that um, to Alexia. To add tactile graphics to materials, I use a tracing wheel on a corkboard, swell touch paper, braille embosser, and sometimes foam shapes. This not only augments the students' understanding of their materials, but adds to their interest and enjoyment in approaching braille tasks. When the teacher directs the sighted students with a, with a picture on a page or the classmates color a picture, my students can follow along. Sometimes students need to count pictures for a math problem, and it's so much more fun to count tactile pictures or shapes to solve the problem. All of this exposure begins their training for orienting to a page or a chart and helps them for success in using detailed tactile graphics with tasks in STEM courses, interpreting tactile graphs, or reading charts. I know when I proctor the varsity students every year, I hear groans of dismay as they approach the charts and graphs. I think the test developers for this section relish in making the charts and graphs more difficult each year, but our job as teachers is to continue to prepare our students for their use of tactile skills for interpreting graphics. According to Jimmy Johnson, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra. We need to add that extra to ensure that our students can access the curriculum as fully as possible. I stand here receiving this award, but really it is all of you students and your teachers who deserve it. Each of you excels in Braille thanks to your teachers, and you show the world that Braille continues to be a viable and important skill for literacy and independence. As Helen Keller said, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. Working together we will keep Braille alive for the future. Students continue to advance your braille skills, perfect your skill with tactile graphics, master UEB, and demonstrate your accomplishment with braille. As your teachers, we won't light a fire under you, but we'll build a fire within you. I am a lover of quotes and I have placed some quotes, some of my favorite quotes on your tables for the students to read and to share with their sighted guests. I hope you enjoy them as I do and find inspiration in their words. Lastly, I'm going to Japan next week with a student delegation. Um, so, arigato Gozaimas, Thank you for this tremendous honor.
5: Our teacher of the year. Miss <laughs> Leader, I can tell by the smiles on your students' faces. Just how much you mean to them. How great of a teacher was Miss Leader, gang? Did you love her? She great? And she's still teaching us? There are notes on your table? There will be a quiz afterwards? She didn't fail to mention that? And Nancy Nibrushi, thank you again so much. You know where Cupertino is, everybody, right? Someone? Where's Cupertino? in California. California in the house. I'm a native of California as well. I've been here for 30 years. That makes me a native, right? So congratulations again. Uh, Let's move on. It's now time to announce two very special awards that are near and dear to my heart. And yours as well, because again, they're from your favorite television state. I'm sorry. What was that? Thank you. NBC4. And the way we're going, I promise to have you home in time for the NBC4 News at 11. The very first one is the NBC4 Braille Superstar Award for Excellence in Reading Comprehension. And the other is the NBC4 Braille Superstar Award for Excellence in Spelling. This year, each of our winners will receive $1,500. I'm no good at doing this alone. I, I get I get very emotional. So again, please allow me to bring someone up to help us out here to introduce these two awards. Put your hands together for the Youth Programs Coordinator at the Orange County Braille Institute, the one, the only Matthew Beckwith. <laughs> Doesn't know how to dress yet, but let me help him out here. There we go. Uh, Fixture collar, yes, but that's okay. <laughs> thank you so much, Robert. Thank you. Uh, and uh,
6: thank you. I'm just so excited to be here. It's awesome to be part of this event. And um, I'm just excited I get to represent the youth staff and help present these two awards. So, as as Robert mentioned, we are changing
5: things up a little bit this year. And so, for the NBC4 Superstar Award for Excellence in Reading Comp, it is for the top score in reading comprehension
6: among the sophomore through varsity groups. And then for the NBC4 Superstar Award for Excellence in Spelling, it is for the top score in spelling for our apprentice and our freshman categories only.
5: You want me to do this? Okay. Okay, I'm going to try. Okay, which one are we going to do first? We are going to do spelling first. Okay. The NBC4... Braille Superstar Award for Excellence in Spelling, as well as $1,500 in cash, goes to, I love her, Brooke Petro. She's done it again, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Brooke Petro is from Leewood, Kansas. He's the winner of the Braille Superstar Award for Reading Comprehension in 2014 and second-place apprentice winner at the National Braille Challenge in 2014. When she grows up, Brooke would like to be a cook at a restaurant because she loves to do things in the kitchen. Brooke has participated in the Braille Challenge for two years. Congratulations to Brooke.
5: Twice in a row for Brooke Petro. Congratulations again, Brooke. Matthew, I'm going to have you read this, but I will announce this award because it is the NBC4 Braille Superstar Award for Excellence in Reading Comprehension with a cash award of $1,500. Mr. Beckwith. The winner is Kate Antelak.
4: But I'm about...
3: She grows up because she wants to tell the stories she keeps in her head. Kate is imaginative and loves to travel wherever her books take her. She counts surviving freshman year among her many special achievements, <laughs> which also includes a special award from Venice High School for educational excellency. Kate has been a Braille reader since she was two or three years old and has been attending the Braille Challenge for seven years. Congratulations, Kate. <laughs>
5: Sweetly asked me to check again and make sure I read it right. So yes, Kate, I did. Congratulations. And now we have Florida in the house. How about that? We are covering every region of our country. And I'm a native of Florida. My sister lives there. So that counts, right? Who is ready now to hear our second place winners? Let's bring out the Director of Child Development at the Braille Institute, Sue parker Strafasi. <laughs> here she comes to help us with our second-place winners. It's like old
11: home week. Oh, I know.
5: This it's like great. a big reunion here tonight. Great,
11: it's great. It? Thank you so much, Ron. Well, it's so great to be It's Well, I guess I need a microphone, right? It's so great to be here. It's just wonderful, and I'm just amazed that, again, all these great... Um, Things that are happening tonight and all day. So thank, give you all a great round of applause to begin with. So this is just a great night. Okay, I'm, I'm here to kind of connect the dots between early literacy and this amazing group of, of techies and incredibly gifted braille readers. So I want to talk just a quick minute about early childhood braille literacy. And really, it's not just about finding the braille on the page. It's about all those experiences that the child needs to have to understand their world. Because all the stories and the content in those stories, if you don't know what's happening in your world or about your world. It's pretty hard to know what you're reading about. So one of the things we really talk about in early childhood literacy is the idea of experiences. Like when you go to the beach, you know, you learn about sand and you learn about water, and that mud can make a sandcastle. So it's like amazing you can create this whole whole medium with these two different things and that's learning and also you go to the market you know you go to the you go with your family to the market and you get a carton of orange juice and you kind of say okay that's the orange juice but really you're going to the market you get the oranges where you can smell them and you can taste them and you can you can touch them and you can buy them so if you can kind of create that concept of understanding that things come from another source and not just appear automatically because it's in a carton or something. So those are the kinds of things we really concentrate in early literacy. And so tonight, I, we're here to celebrate you amazing kids. And again, another round of applause for you kids, all of you winners. But I want to take, also take a moment to celebrate you parents and you family members out there. You... Without those experiences, without those early experiencing and taking your child on those trips and those daily those daily routines that create those moments of understanding and curiosity, that's what leads you to learning. That's what creates that that reader in you that wants to continue to kind of do the storytelling, write the stories, and become the avid reader that you are. So again, tonight, congratulations to your entire family. All right. So enough of my babbling. Um, Let's go on to some winners. We need to announce some winners tonight. Now, remember, if I call your name, please stay in your seat or rise. I'm sorry. Just remain in your seat or stand, and and one of our youth team will bring your award to you, and you will want to get a picture, and your impressive bio will be read at that time as well. So are you ready? Okay. In the apprentice category. The second place winner is Maggie Ware. Maggie. Congratulations, Maggie, Maggie.
3: Maggie is from British Columbia, Canada. And she wants to be a violinist or actress when she grows up. In fact, in 2015, she was awarded the Junior Strings Duet Award at the Victoria Performing Arts Festival. In 2013 and 2014, she won second prize in the Canadian National Institute for the Blind Library Braille Creative Writing Contest. At this rate, she is going to be a famous violinist or actress. And she has participated in the Braille Challenge for two years. Maggie. Yay,
11: Maggie. Maggie. Let's go on to freshman now. In the freshman category for second place, we have Audrey Buffet. All right, congratulations, Audrey.
3: Audrey is from Prairie Village, Kansas. She won the Reading Comprehension Award at the Kansas Braille Challenge Regional in 2014 and 2015. She's an avid reader and wants to be an author when she grows up. When she's not reading, she likes to play the piano and the guitar and enjoys jumping on the trampoline. She's participated in the Braille Challenge for four years.
11: All right. Well, let's go on to our sophomore second place winner, and that would be Kaylee Brendel. Kaylee
3: Kendall is a creative and optimistic sixth grader. She's from Freehold, New Jersey, and has already been named one of the top speakers in the New Jersey Garden State Debate League. Her caring nature shines in her commitment to others. She's donated her hair to locks of love four times, and she says that if she were to be famous, she would want to be famous for raising money for people who are blind. This determined young lady...
11: <laughs> All right, Veliska, well, thank you. Congratulations. Okay, for our junior varsity second place winner, it is Kate Antolek. <laughs>
3: It's her second award of the night. She wants to be a writer, as we remember, and tell all those stories that are in her head. She uh, Again, she won the Venice High School Educational Excellence Award and has been a Braille reader since she was two or three and has been here for seven years.
11: Congratulations. All right. For our second-place Varsity Winner Award goes to... Harley Fetterman. But a boat. Congratulations, Harley.
3: From Austin, Texas. And a very entrepreneurial 11th grader he is, is uh, wants to develop a two and a half dimensional Refreshable tactile screen that he can distribute through a company that he owns and manages himself He's a board member for the Texas Association of Blind Students Is part of his school's All-A Honor Roll and was named Camper of the Year while attending Camp Discovery He plays several musical instruments including the French horn, guitar, ukulele, mandolin, and the saw This is Harley's eighth year attending the Braille Challenge He's been reading Braille for 11 years. Harley
5: Fetterman. Thank you, Sue. Congratulations to all of our second-place winners. Amazing. Oh. We have a tweet. We have a
3: tweet. Sorry to interrupt, but our 2 says we have a tweet. It's from, hold on. Here it is. It's from uh Joydron says, best of luck to all Braille Challenge participants today. Proud of you all, Braille superstars. Thank you, Joydren.
5: Look at that, a live tweet, everybody. <laughs> when you hear that noise, that's from R2D2, if you all remember a little R2D2. And, and hopefully we will be getting some more throughout the evening as we are on Facebook and we are live tweeting as well. And we are... Now, international, as we just heard, we have Canada in the house. And, you know, I'm a native, uh, forget it. So we are almost at the end of our show. and we're, we're almost to a, a big moment. But we have a very, very special guest to bring up here right now. And it is, first of all, not only an impressive resume that the speaker has, but it also took some detective work to find her the National Programs team managed to find and bring here tonight to you all the very first Braille Challenge Varsity winner 15 years ago. Trust me, it was worth the detective work. It was worth the wait. Let's find out what she's doing right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Natalie Castro.
3: Natalie Castro took the top prize for the high school group, the Eagles, at the first Braille Challenge. She earned her bachelor's degree in psychology at UC Berkeley and earned her master's degree in rehabilitation counseling at Western Oregon University. Natalie still has a passion for reading and enjoys suspense thrillers and fantasy books. She's currently a vocational rehabilitation counselor for the Oregon Commission for the Blind. Congratulations, Natalie Castro.
10: Thank you, guys. So first off, I just have to say that I'm very, very nervous, so I can't imagine how nervous all of you guys are today. so anyway, I'd like to thank Braille Institute for inviting me to this event today. It's absolutely amazing to see just how much it's grown over the years. So obviously, you know now, I participated in the first Braille Challenge 15 whole years ago. It was a super memorable experience. I learned to really be confident in myself and my abilities as an individual who's blind. Um, I also got the chance to meet a lot of peers who were visually impaired as well and who loved Braille, which was a really awesome experience for me. I feel really old, admitting I was the first Braille Challenge winner all those years ago. (laughs) But at the same time, that's 15 years that I've had the opportunity to really appreciate Braille in so many facets of my life. I remember growing up, when I was in the middle of a really good book, and I didn't want to put it down, I'd turn off the lights and pretend to be asleep, and I'd keep reading. And then in high school and college, I used Braille quite a bit to get through a lot of classes, especially visual, especially visual classes such as math and sciences, um, kind of like RTVI talked to us earlier. It's very important to have that tactile information right in front of you. It makes all the difference. And currently I work as a vocational counselor for adults with vision loss for the state of Oregon, and I still use Braille daily in work as well as at home. So to the parents, friends, and supporters of all these contestants. Thank you so much for encouraging these kids and continuing to encourage them. Just supporting them in their lives and teaching them the importance of braille literacy. Uh, Over the past couple days I've gotten to see you guys support and encourage these kids and it's just amazing seeing you all tonight cheer everybody on. It's just a great feeling and I know it makes all the difference. To all you contestants, you've really come such a long way and in your future whether that be school or work or some other adventure, Braille is going to prove such an important tool to you. So you should all be proud of yourselves for making it this far. And again, you've heard this at least a few times today already. Regardless of whether you walk away with a word tonight or not, you are all winners for making it here. So now, now I'll cut the suspense and we'll move on to the first place awards. So um, I would like to welcome my co-presenter, the executive producer of Braille Institute Los Angeles, Anita Wright.
12: Okay, so producer I am not, director maybe, um, I have the wonderful opportunity to spend the next hour and a half with you talking about where we, how we all began and how we got here tonight. Are we ready? Just kidding. <laughs> I just do want to really help you understand the voyage that we take each year as we put together Braille Challenge. It doesn't begin yesterday and end today. Back, way back, actually tomorrow or Monday when we go back to work, the committees will start getting together and planning for Braille Challenge 2016. In the fall of 2014, our first regional challenges started to happen. Across the United States and Canada, we had 46 regional challenges occur to get 60 individuals here today. That took 1,106 tests to be scored by a couple of people. And I really want to honor the transcribers who put their hard work and effort in to make our regional challenges and our national braille challenge the success that it is. You heard me say earlier we could not do it without our ability to be able to score with effectiveness and be quite efficient I got here this afternoon early yet again because of the wonderful eyesight and fingertips of dedicated individuals. I personally want to recognize Marcy Ponzio. Where are you, Marcy? For continuing to fine tune our ability to transcribe our test, I thank you to all the proctors, I thank you to all the parents. I say thank you to all our volunteers and to our friends. You guys make a difference in the hearts of these children. And I'm standing here with Natalie, and Natalie says she feels old, good Lord. (laughs) She was a child graduating from high school. Okay, I had just graduated high school too. (laughs) Yes, I'm one of those high achievers. Yes, okay, I'm not telling the truth. But I just really want you to understand the emotional strength that goes behind putting this challenge together. And to Natalie's true statement, everyone in this room is a winner. We, took, we had 39 states participate this year with four provinces of Canada. It's got us to 60 children who are here in this audience tonight. It's a wonderful opportunity, a valued experience, and a lifetime memory. You cannot walk away from here tonight, whether you've been here for the first time or it's your tenth time. You will walk away knowing that you're a winner. You're a winner. You're the winner in the eyesights of your parents. You're the winner in the eyesight of all the visitors and volunteers that you have really just opened their eyes to and say, wow, I am not worthy. And most of all, you're a winner within yourself. Each and every one of you, each and every child in this room that participated, you have the tenacity, you have the courage, and you have the strength. And we, as an organization, look forward to having you come back and tell us your story. I actually met a rocket scientist. You know how it says it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do things? I know one who's visually impaired. You go, guys. You are excellent, okay? So I don't want to spend I know it hasn't been an hour and a half, so um, I know the producer of the show is gonna be a little bit mad with me. But you know what? Let's get on with this. And if your name is not called as a first place winner, it doesn't mean you haven't won, because guess what? You're first place in the eyes of this organization, the eyes of the organizations that you are coming from, and the eyes of your parents, okay? So we're... But most of all, you're a blessing because you have opened the eyes of so many who choose to see out of their eyes but not through their eyes. So I thank you, and let's get this started. So as I call your name, Natalie and I are going to take turns, and she says stop hugging me, it's hot up here. Uh, (laughs) But we're going to take turns, and your name is called, and you will actually get to come to the staging area, and we'll take your picture, we'll clone you with a, what is this called, a medal, and then you'll be taken back to your seat. So, I'm ready. First place for Apprentice. And they taped it. You will receive $500 HumanWare Braille Note Apex BT32 Braille Note Taker. First place Apprentice winner is Brooke Petro.
3: This is Brooke's second award tonight. And let's review. She's the winner of the Braille Superstar Award for Reading Comprehension in 2014, second place apprentice winner at the National Braille Challenge 2014. When she grows up, she wants to be a cook at a restaurant because she loves to do things in the kitchen. And she has been here for two years. So it's a pretty good quick win.
10: Okay, so I have had nothing but trouble with this microphone. I think I'm just a little too short. There, that's much better. Okay. So, um, and I have to add a little to the suspense because I just realized Anita brought to my attention that I called her producer. And I just have to say, you know, I am so caught up with how much you guys are all superstars. I thought I was at the Academy Awards. Uh, so
12: <laughs> she won up <one-upped> me.
10: <laughs> I had to. <laughs> all right, so these envelopes are all on top of my uh brill, but I think the next category is freshmen. So, okay, so our 1st place (laughs) freshman. I'm sorry. They wrinkled the name just to to, uh, help my cause there. Mm -hmm. It is Richard Tainter. From Missouri.
3: From Baldwin, Missouri, and took third in the freshman category last year here. He was featured in a front-page story in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. When he grows up, Richard wants to be the President of the United States. Because (laughs) he has participated in the Braille Challenge for three years. Congratulations, Richard.
12: comfortable shoes because I'm walking off a lot all right here we go first place sophomore I love this 44b guys none other than mr Christopher Abel
2: okay.
3: Christopher's from Ackworth, Georgia. He's a creative and very competitive sixth grader and strong. He's not only been reading Braille for nine years, he's a third-degree black belt in ATA Taekwondo Karate. He's a white belt in Jiu-Jitsu. He plays the trumpet in his school band. When he grows up, he wants to be an astronaut and explore the land on the moon and Mars. This is his sixth year at the Braille Challenge. Congratulations, Christopher.
10: so here I go again so our first place winner for junior varsity is going to be Rochelle Zampella and she is from Oklahoma
3: Rochelle is from Muskogee, Oklahoma. This intelligent and determined 8th grader is also a self-proclaimed jazz fanatic, so I imagine she likes 44B. She's a professional saxophonist, loves teaching others how to play the sax so that they too can understand the joys that come from playing it. She's won first place in her Oklahoma Canequest regional, She's in her high school jazz band, naturally, and has been on the honor roll since the first grade. Last year, she was even named student of the year. This is her second year at the Braille Challenge. She's been reading Braille for 10 years. Congratulations, Rochelle.
12: are. The last award of the evening, Varsity Division. I cannot say enough about this group. I've seen many of these children year after year come out and participate, all extreme competitors in their own right, in their own sense. I am extremely proud to be able to stand and say that it's a powerful thing to be able to open an envelope and read someone's name to say you're a first place winner. So, in doing that, I will do that. <laughs> In saying that, I will do that. It's been a long day. First place varsity winner. Again, a $2000 award and a human wear braille note Apex B2BT32 braille note taker goes to <laughs> Miss Cricket Biddleman.
2: Cricket has won
3: First place in the Southern California Regional Braille Challenge for three consecutive years and has been participating in the Braille Challenge since the first grade. This intelligent and adventurous 10th grader aspires to be a physicist. She has participated in the Southern California Regional Cane Quest for several years. She has won second place in the Point Loma Library Essay Contest. Uh, Cricket attends Point Loma High School and also hopes to one day be famous for her ability to play the piano. She's been reading Braille for 12 years and she is the 2015 Braille Challenge varsity champion.
5: round of applause for all of our first place winners. Oh, you are all winners. You are all fantastic. And as promised, we're gonna get you home in time for the NBC4 News at 11 o'clock. <laughs> you even have time for a trip up to a Universal CityWalk if you would so enjoy that. Uh, just you don't need to bother with Disneyland, different network. Uh, but before we let you go, we do have one final performance and there, and there are a, a few thank yous and please, do turn in tonight to NBC4 News at 11 because our photographer was here and we're going to have some highlights and and we're going to have talk about the winners on NBCLA.com as well as our website because again we're we're so very honored to be here. I'm so very honored to be here. After 2 years, I hope to see you in year 3. I hope to see all of you back here again. And Because we make we make friends, don't we? We all, you know, it's so interesting. You you know, because you come from all over all over the country in Canada, and you you become friends. It's like going to like a mini camp because these are going to be. Your, I feel like we're all going to be friends for lives. And some of you have made best friends here, and I'm so happy to know that you will keep in touch via social media. And please keep in touch with us all, so we can we can know what you're doing and how you're doing, and everything that you're accomplishing in the year and the years ahead. Uh, Special thanks to Brock Morse and his production crew. (laughs) They put this all together. They tell me exactly what to say. Next year they've threatened to put a earpiece in my ear and then they'll be whispering things to say and jokes and, you know, because some of them just didn't really work tonight, did they? The hotel staff, please, round of applause. And I just love the fact that they're here in Los Angeles because I have so much respect for these people. The Braille Institute staff, please, round of applause. Parents, we love you. Families, we love you. Uh, but we also want to make sure we really do thank all of our volunteers that helped to put on this event tonight, the 15th <laughs> year. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you to everyone. I am sure you're exhausted from all the clapping, but wow, wasn't it worth it? Because it was so well-deserved. So now, one more time... Put your hands together for 44B to take us out of here. And before, before 44B starts with one final performance, and then, you know, they go home and they all live in one apartment together, we can find out how many bedrooms later. But we also do want to ask our winners that upon this to please head to the foyer for your official group photo, and please come and say hi. Congratulations, everyone. Congratulations to our Teacher of the Year. Take it away. One, two. Your lips are moving. Your
4: lips are moving. Your lips are moving. Baby, lie, 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 baby. Your lips are moving. Your lips are moving. Your lips are moving. baby. Hey, baby, don't you breathe in please? it's too late, too late, baby.
5: you all so much. This is a very important announcement. Everyone, do not forget finalists. This is so very special and we don't want you to go home without your portrait. Your portraits are waiting for you. Please make sure you take them home or I'm taking it home with me. And now, back to 44B. One, two, one, two, three, four.
4: She got a bite.
5: I can now a
4: glass, but I could give it to you all the time. Ah, She's ever 40 like a Cadillac, uh, but uh, I could send you into overdrive, oh. oh. You've been waiting for that. I'll step on up, swing your back. Mm-hmm. See, anybody could be bad. Wait a minute, till you Oh, uh, uh, hey It's mixed with moscato It's frizz in the bottle We on a full throttle It's uh, uh It's in the bottle We win in the lottery, We in, in the potter We get it so good It's tripping on We'll get a ride And end do that good Go, uh, Batman, rock that Bang, bang, cock And 44 be on it prominent. It's it It's take Karen and it. If you just said, be sorry Ride us up like a holly Then pull off in this fork ride If we hangin', we bangin' Phone rangin', we singin' It ain't karaoke night like But the mic as we singin' Oh, uh, bitch be- Today the, to the,
2: to to the, to the, to the A, to the A, to the D, to a, to you. You a B,
0: to A, <laughs> We'd like to read the names of all of the participants this evening. You've heard the names of the first, second, and third place winners, but as everyone has said, all of these kids are winners. and We think it's only fair that you hear all of their names. So let's go ahead. Terry, do you want to start with the apprentice?
1: I will start with the apprentice. Uh, We have Brian Cisneros-Hernandez from Georgia, Lauren Ellis from South Carolina, Landon Francis from Georgia. Emily Groves from Iowa. She was the third-place winner. Summer Johnson from Texas. Callie Laurison from Kentucky. Bella Laborio from Florida. Teresa Leo from California. Zachary Nolan from Iowa. Brooke Petro, who you know well, who run the, from Kansas. She won first place and the NBC4 Superstar Spelling Award. Fernando Reyes from New Mexico. And Maggie Worley from British Columbia, the second-place winner.
0: In the freshman category, we had Haley Baskefield, Audrey Bethay from Kansas, Holly Connor from Washington, Sujan Dakal from Maryland, Josh Goldenberg from California, Marin Gundlach from Wisconsin, Jennifer Kasunik from Ohio, Andrew Muting from Kansas, Ciara Peterson from Arizona, Julia Stockberger from Maryland, Richard Tinter from Missouri, and Caitlin Zampella from Oklahoma.
1: And in the sophomore category, we have Christopher Abel from Georgia, Samantha Bomberger from Nebraska, Kylie Brendel from New Jersey, Camelia Carvaja from North Carolina, Donovan Chasson from Louisiana, Paige Drury from Connecticut, Yale Cork from California, Julia Legrand from Michigan, Ryan Mentor from Maine, Joey Parra from Arizona, Richard Yamamoto from Kansas, and Jingyu Ella Yu from British Columbia.
0: In the junior varsity category, Bailey Alger from Wisconsin, Kate Antalac from Florida, Chloe Ashford from Louisiana, Emily Bowl from Arizona, Mitchell Bridwell from Indiana, Kelly Cusack from New York, Jessica Lemond or Lamont, I hope I'm getting it right, from Michigan, Jack McPadden from Massachusetts, Griffin Miller from Michigan, and Michaela Smith from Indiana. Ashley Tao from Kansas, and Rochelle Zampella from Oklahoma.
1: And in the varsity category, we have Keisha Anderson from British Columbia, Cricket Biddleman from California, Annabelle Costanzo from Iowa, Danielle Cowan from New York, Harley Fetterman from Texas, Brandi Hick from Utah, Jessica Mineki from Pennsylvania, Christopher Nussbaum from Maryland, Natalie Ratcliffe from California, Hannah Sundt from uh, uh, Ohio, Lauren Thompson from Iowa, and Alyssa Townsend, also from Iowa, and uh, our, our sincere congratulations to all of the uh, students who participated in the 2015 Braille Challenge.
0: And you did hear the teacher of the award, teacher of the year, award winner Patricia Leader, but we'd like you to hear the names of the other six nominees as well: Beth Newman. Teacher of Students with Visual Impairment in British Columbia. Carol Gamble, Braille Teacher in Maryland. Dr. K. Marie Pruitt, Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Keith Christian, old friend of ours, Teacher of Students with Visual Impairments, Anaheim City School District, California. Kelly Ann Hendrickson from uh, Forest Lakes Elementary School, Florida. And Louise Flickinger, Vision Impairment Specialist, Bunyan Educational Cooperative, what a wonderful name,
1: Minnesota. And again, more than 1,100 students in 46 regional events, and the finalists representing 29 states and the British Columbia. So that that was an impressive effort on the part of all the students.
0: And I guess that uh, about brings the program to an end. There are people milling around everywhere. They're congratulating each other. The kids are excited. The parents are excited. It's a and wonderful And the students are evening. taking
1: their drawings, which they... uh, the race line drawings are just uh, amazing. And uh, very few lines are required to be completely representative of the, of the student and completely recognizable against the color photograph opposing them. They're just wonderful.
0: So with that description, we come to the end of this live broadcast of the Braille Institute of America's 2015 Braille Challenge Award Ceremony. It's been an exciting evening and memorable evening here at the Hilton Universal Hotel in Los Angeles, not only for the winners in each category, but for all the participants, the teachers, the counselors, the parents, and all of those who worked so hard to arrive at this and to make this event such a success. We at Ayers LA would like to congratulate all of them.
1: We hope that you've enjoyed our voice picture of the Braille Challenge. This broadcast has been brought to you by Ayers LA and can be heard as a podcast on our website, ww.airs-i-r-s-la-org. And we thanks uh, to Nancy Niebrugge, the Assistant Vice President for National Programs of the Braille Institute for their help in making this broadcast possible. And our exceptionally capable and wonderful engineer is Dick Burden, and I'm Terry Grossman.
2: And I'm Max Flaheier. Good evening.